Thank you for joining our podcast today. This is the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. When results matter, think RCI. RCI is a business consulting group based out of Tennessee. Our services include digital transformation, cultural transformation, operational excellence, IT, and fractional leadership. We offer strengths in healthcare and manufacturing. We hope that you can gain something out of our podcast today, which helps you to move the needle. If we can ever be of assistance, please reach out through our website at www.thinkrci.com or on social media at thinkrci. Now, let's get into the podcast. Welcome back inside the Results Matter Business Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Zoba, and I'm pleased to be joined by our guests, Guy DeLoach, Andrew Van Bruegel, and Joe Noble. In this episode, we are going to get into RCI's Lean Six Sigma Yellow Belt Training Program and what makes it different. So with that, let's jump in. How's everyone doing this morning? Very well, thanks. Thank you, Andrew. So to, uh, to kick things off, I just want to kind of define our terms. Um, so maybe, Joe, you can speak to this, but what is Lean Six Sigma and why is it important? Lean Six Sigma is really a methodology um, for improving processes. And if you think about it, you know, anything that we do as a process, whether we're baking an apple pie or making rockets to go into space. Um, and so Lean Six Sigma has basically two components to it. The lean part, which is to eliminate any type of waste in a process uh, that would cause inefficiencies. And the Six Sigma part is to take outputs of those processes and reduce variation of them so that our processes become predictable and reliable. Um, And so in the end, what we're trying to do with Lean Six Sigma is improve our processes to the point where there uh, there's no waste and there is no variation and that uh, we can predict with really good accuracy what the outputs of a potential process are going to be. Perfect. So, Guy, what is what is Yellow Belt training? So uh, Yellow Belt is is sort of that foundational uh, training uh, within the Belt series of training, <clears throat> and it lays that uh, that um, framework from which you can build upon. Just kind of build on uh, what Joe was saying when we look at that Lean Six Sigma. You know, he mentioned you know kind of the elimination of waste. We also want to look at you know flow within the process. We want to look at you know what's valuable to the customer. Uh, even striving for perfection. But the yellow belt, um, its essence, at its very essence, is to kind of give that um, overall foundational, these are the definitions, here are the principles, here are the primary tools, et cetera. But there is one tool that it receives uh, significant emphasis, and that's problem solving. And so yellow belt um, really gives the candidate the abilities and tools to be able to problem solve effectively or more critically think. And it uses uh, the model, the DMAIC model, which stands for define, measure, analyze, improve, and control. And so that yellow belt, starting with that problem solving methodology, allows that uh, anyone from students to employees to to have that ability to problem solve kind of coming out of the gate. 
What's unique about us a little bit with that problem solving, we use the A3 format, which was made famous by Toyota and was actually called their uh, their secret weapon for many years in, in industry. Very cool. So I kind of want to speak to what RCI and what makes the training different. Um, and the quality of the program is another big piece. So what is the significance of maintaining high standards in our Lean Six Sigma training? And maybe, Joe, you can speak to this one again. Well, I think, you know, the standards that we maintain in RCI's uh, Lean Six Sigma training uh, are, are, there's a couple aspects to it that uh, really stick out. And number one is that um, Lean Six Sigma has got a good reputation for making um, improvements to processes and plants. But it has a bad reputation as as it has a high failure rate. And so um, for RCI's Lean Six Sigma training, uh, number one, the facilitators have got a ton of experience, uh, not only in facilitating and training, but also in using the tools and the methodology. Uh, and then the other thing about it is that with our high standards for the, the training itself, we really like to immerse the students in a particular problem. And so one of the requirements is that uh, a student that comes into our Yellow Belt training has a particular problem that they are trying to solve, uh, more, more than likely work-related. And then we work, work and walk that student through the DMAIC model using the A3 uh, methodology for problem solving to help them solve that problem. And so that interaction between the student and the facilitator to solve real world problems in the workplace to get results, right? And to solve those problems once and for all so that they never come back again, which eventually will uh, uh, move the needle for the particular issues that the plants have. So that's to me is really why um, we have to maintain those high standards in our Six Sigma training is to actually help companies and plants move the needle uh, in the particular area they want to. Absolutely. And how does our training program differ in quality or just differ in general compared to, say, other trainings out there? Maybe Guy, you can speak to this. Yeah, so, you know, the, the word Lean Six Sigma, um, a lot of people, you know, they, they approach this um, this training or this education from two, they break Lean out, then they break Six Sigma out, and they don't understand how they interrelate. So I think um, what differentiates us a little bit is having us have worked for companies like Toyota and some of the Fortune 50 companies that have used this for years and have introduced these programs and have had success at it, we understand that that relation between the two. And I guess one of the best definitions I've ever heard that describes the interrelationship between lean and six sigma kind of kind of goes like this. It's it's like lean is like um, a public health director. Six sigma is is kind of like the surgeon. You know both programs want to improve, you know, the overall health of the community. The health director ensures clean drinking water, 
you know, uh, good sewage systems and vaccinations, uh, education, et cetera. And it provides an overarching complete framework that literally saves thousands of lives daily. Whereas the surgeon, you know, they're called in to solve a particular issue or a case like a broken leg or something like that using this health analogy. But overall, you know, society needs both of these approaches. Lean is like the overarching umbrella. And Six Sigma is coming in and doing that precise problem-solving work. But to be successful, you got in an organization, you got to have both together. And I think we teach that difference better than anybody um, because of our backgrounds, et cetera. I would also say that RCI has a collection of academic and professionals that work together that create the curriculum that we are teaching. So you have these experts in, in delivery and uh, what's the best way to introduce this training? Um, what's that curriculum look like? How does the how does it being reinforced? And then you have these professionals that come in that have worked with it uh, over years. And that combination of academic and professionals together really offer a superior product than what you see from some of these, and I'll use this word, canned approach. And when I say canned approach, I'd venture to say the majority, I'd say over 80% of the programs of the belt training, yellow belt, green belt, black, are canned or their own line. And they really aren't designed to be successful because they cannot customize their offering to that unique customer like uh, like we can. Oh, that's great. And speaking to the quality of our program, we have a killer team of highly experienced instructors. Um, so maybe we can just go through, take turns really quick, but what qualifications and experience does our team of instructors have? And Andrew, why don't you kick us off on this one? Okay, thanks, Andrew. So uh, I myself, uh, I'm a black belt, uh, a Lean Sigma black belt. I came up through a corporate program a large global pharmaceutical company uh, that was rolling out uh, Lean Sigma across the globe uh, at its manufacturing sites principally. Uh, in that role, I was looking after, at the time, uh, seven other black belts. So we went through the education together. And after the education, uh, you know, we needed to deliver some, some fairly steep uh, benefits for the company or for the site. Uh, this was in Singapore, in Asia. Um, so I had this uh, interesting experience that I, I, I have been a practitioner for many, many years, but I've also had to coordinate other black belts, which meant I had to manage the program as well, you know, and be the principal conduit between the program and senior management, as well as the global function, uh, the operational excellence function. Uh, so that's, uh, that's my experience. And uh, as I progressed through my career, and I moved into operations leadership, uh, there was always a responsibility to improve operations. And so there was always that connection for many, many years with the continuous improvement group, which would generally consist of several black belts or master black belts coordinating the program. Very cool. How about a uh, guy? Uh, just real quick. So I'm, I'm basically have a Toyota background. I was trained in Japan. And so when it comes to the lean side of uh, things and looking at process flow, um, being an executive vice president of operations for one of their divisions in, in North America gave me the opportunity to learn from what many in the industry consider the best. And that's Toyota 
in regard to you know the elimination of waste and customer value, uh, et cetera. Also, uh, teach at a, a, a leading university here in Tennessee, and so that kind of polishes my teaching skills. So I, I feel like the combination of both uh, gives me a unique ability to deliver the content. Very good. And uh, Joe? Uh, yeah, so I'm a uh, Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt um, developed over the years with uh, numerous companies in the pharmaceutical and automotive industry. Um, I guess uh, my lean background is from my early years in automotive where um, we were making parts for uh, a tier one supplier to some of the big three auto companies and uh, got my teeth cut in uh, a very state-of-the-art manufacturing facility uh, employing all the lean principles uh, early on. And then over the years, I uh, got my green belt, black belt, and master black belt, um, like I said, with a, a few pharmaceutical companies, have been uh, the continuous improvement manager for uh, a large uh, over-the-counter uh, medication company. And from that have uh, taught green belt, black belt, yellow belt, uh, probably all in over 50 times all over the world. Um, from black belt in Asia and Europe, um, to black belt in the U.S. at a, a number of different uh, former manufacturers. So, uh, yeah, a long experience uh, with not only the automotive principles, but also of, of Lean Six Sigma, but uh, also uh, the facilitation and mentoring and coaching uh, green belts and black belts along the way. No, that's great, guys. And uh, going off that mentoring and coaching part that you just mentioned, why do we make it a priority to mentor and coach individuals even after training has been completed? Um, Guy, you speak to this maybe? Yeah, so unfortunately out there, I think Joe alluded to it early in the conversation, is that Lean has a great reputation and then it doesn't have such a great reputation, both. And there's a high failure rate, almost 60, 70% of companies that try to implement this training fail. And we've identified a couple of key reasons for that failure. One first is um, a lot of people, when they do these belt training, they don't train the executive or the leadership team properly. And that's probably one of the largest reasons for failures. The leadership team don't understand how to change the organization, the expectations, how to drive the improvement, how to sustain it, et cetera. They were never given, everybody's sort of given that same yellow belt, green belt, black belt training. And many organizations forget that the leadership has to have special training in order to implement and provide oversight. So as part of that is this mentoring and coaching at each level, whether it's yellow belt, green belt, black belt, or the leadership training is that there's one thing showing up and being part of an educational, um, you know, event and then leaving. So the key learning only takes place 
a lot of times after the classroom or after that initial um, engagement with the information. So we have learned that by following up with coaching and mentoring and allowing the students to apply that knowledge to a real world scenario that they can gain value with is one of the key items of internalizing that knowledge and it being successful for the organization. They become excited about it. They become, um, you know, passionate about the improvement process because it impacts their life and it impacts the business needs of the company. So that usually only can occur when there's a certain element of coaching and mentoring. Absolutely. And, um, Kind of building off of that, Andrew, what are some of the advantages of catering our training to the diverse needs of organizations through, say, customization? Yeah, so look, every organization is different, Andrew. And uh, Guy was talking about this uh, sort of cookie cutter canned approach that you typically see um, this training being available as. Uh, but the reality is every organization is a little bit different and they have particular uh, emphasis required on different things. For example, if your organization is um, a highly engineered one uh, or you're manufacturing a highly engineered product, um, you know, the tool set of uh, Six Sigma may be more applicable in that example. So uh, some of the experimentation work, the hypothesis testing um, and the statistics that we teach, um, you know, you'd want to go into into quite some depth there and make sure that there are some projects amongst the uh the students that are that are going to use those um those uh, those those tools on the other hand if you're a traditional uh let's call it a simpler manufacturing firm not really a highly engineered product um you know the lean tool set might be more of interest to you where you're running a, a low margin high volume uh situation so you don't really necessarily want to be getting into extraordinary depth on some of the uh, more sophisticated uh, Six Sigma tools in that situation. So normally when we do an engagement with a client, we, we, we go and we talk with them and we understand what are some of their objectives. They're doing the training usually because they want to improve, but what is it that they want to improve? Uh, what is the sum of the waste that they're trying to address? Is it lead time versus, let's say, defects? Because there, although the student does, does learn the full tool set, uh, once you understand the needs of the individual client, you will make sure you emphasize that tool set and the project selection will be around that and you'll spend a little bit more time. And you may even uh, modify the simulations that are done in the training so that they are more relevant to the client. That's perfect. And I know we preach about being relationship focused, but what does it mean um, to have a people centric approach in our Lean Six Sigma training, Joe? Well, someone once told me, and I'm not sure who it was, I don't think it was Guy, but that, um, you know, people in an organization are the only appreciating asset. Okay. And so uh, when you go through Lean Six Sigma training, um, as a person, it's a development opportunity. So number one, you learn the uh, basics of lean and how it works. You learn the basics of problem solving. Um, and in any organization, the people that can uh, problem solve the best, instead of just firefight, you know, firefight is putting out fires in an organization, 
Uh, problem solving is to get to root cause and understand what the root cause, put in countermeasures to address the root cause so it never comes back again. To me, that's very rewarding for someone going through Lean Six Sigma that, hey, I've solved a problem uh, that meant something to my company or meant something to myself personally to make my job easier. And, um, you know, it's a development opportunity. And the more you practice these skills as an individual, the better you get at them. And so from uh, a development, an individual development standpoint, you're getting good at what you do, but you're also meeting some of the benefits that the company needs to realize. And so me, to me, you know, those relationships that you make during the training um, really helps people to succeed. And when people succeed, they become more engaged in their work and they become uh, a better employee overall. Yeah, building off of that, Joe, what are some specific benefits for individuals who become Yellow Belt certified? Well, uh, I experience, you know, not only yellow belts, but green belts, uh, they become the good, the go-to people in the organization. Uh, we teach them the skills they need to be successful problem solvers. And once you become a successful problem solver, um, the senior leaders in the corporation, or the senior leaders at the, the site that you're working at, uh, rely on you to give benefits to the company. Uh, and so, you know, Number one, you're, you're doing what's good for the company, but also you have starting to develop uh, personal skills um, that you can utilize, you know, not only at work, but at home to solve simple problems. Um, and to me, that's really what um, some of the benefits are for people that go through and are successful at this training is they become uh, invaluable assets uh, for the company they're working for. Now, that's great. And Guy, how does Yellow Belt certification improve career prospects and marketability? Coming from the university standpoint, I, you can see this. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> literally uh, every uh, HR person we talk to are saying, hey, we need candidates that can critically think and problem solve. And most of your, uh, if you're a, a college student, you're looking to graduate and you're going into an interview process, you know, they're going to ask you about, well, tell me your problem solving skill. Tell me a story of how you um, problem solve this or that. And you can point directly to this and go, hey, here's my certification. This is where I have been through a a systematic program offered by these experts and here's my certification um, that I have successfully passed that. So it's it's a way that that college grads or people on the job can differentiate themselves. You know, I have this skill, I have this capability, here it's been proven. Um, and so every, you know, most of those employers are looking for that specific capability, you know, what is that systematic problem-solving model that you use that I can use in my organization for your benefit and my benefit? So it's that that thing that differentiates you from being, uh, on, for being hired versus someone that doesn't have it. So it's really good for students and people in the community that want to advance their careers 
there's a lot of research out there that says people with bell training actually make 10 to 15 percent more than people that have not been through this training. So there, it is a differentiator if if used uh, used correctly. I will say that RCI has partnered with Lee University. Um, which uh, provides the accreditation and the certification. We can also provide those continuing ed units that many people in, uh, need for to maintain their other um, accreditation. So we're excited about that partnership with the university. And yeah. No, that, that sounds awesome. Andrew, um, obviously Yellow Belt would be great for students, but who else is Yellow Belt training for? So Yellow Belt has as its focus uh, a scientific or structured uh, methodology for, for solving problems. Um, so really, anybody who has that requirement in their job is going to find Yellow Belt training useful. So definitely uh, supervisors, uh, uh, people working, um, you know, um, I'm just going to call it on the shop floor, um, anybody who is be asked or expected to solve problems and improve things, but to do that in a scientific way or in a structured way, which would mean the problems maybe are not immediately obvious how they should be solved. Uh, a little bit of thought has to go in, a little bit of data collection or some process mapping, some kind of analysis required, not at a very high level, but uh, more than just, oh, I obviously see what the problem is. Let me just turn this and everything should be fine. So that covers a very broad group of people, Andrew. There's really nobody, I don't think, who wouldn't benefit from, from yellow belt training, but certainly those people who are in a process, managing a process, who are expected to solve problems, for example, reduce defects, um, improve some quality aspect or some critical to customer requirement, uh, would benefit from yellow belt training. Thank you everyone for joining in today. I appreciate all the feedback and information you've given, and I hope in some way we've helped someone out there. This is Andrew Zoba, and this has been the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. Thank you for joining in today, and we'll see you next time.